A few years ago, if you had asked me where I would see myself beginning 2019, I would have had some pretty wild answers for you and they would look nothing like what actually ended up happening. I thank God that His ways are higher than my ways because I would have ended up on the streets by now if I hadn't gotten in church. All week I've been thinking about just how intricately weaved my testimony was created, but it's not something I often talk about at least not in full. But this past Sunday one of the men in our church came up to me at the altar call and asked if he could pray with me. At the time, I was pretty dismissive about it but then he began speaking. He began speaking things that I hadn't allowed myself to think of in a long time now things he could not possibly know. One of the things he said to me was, God did not bring you to this church by accident, you are still here for a purpose. What I don't think this man knew was just how long God had been working on getting me here. I want to share with you the full testimony to encourage someone that even if there's a backslider in your life who isn't seeking after God, that doesn't mean God isn't seeking after them. You see, I moved to Champaign back in 2014 from my hometown of Griffith, Indiana. I dwelled in the flesh for almost two years, alone and outside of any church, before something began nagging at me. I could not stop thinking about my Aunt Eve and her church that I had attended in Pennsylvania the previous Easter. After nearly a month of obsessing over it, I got on Google and typed in charismatic churches near me and a few results popped up, only autocorrect changed it to Pentecostal, I didn't know the difference back then. Well, the only church who answered the phone was New Life of Champagne. As some of you probably know, Pastor Jet's wife is Wanda, who, if I'm not mistaken is Pastor Cox's aunt. So, I called on a Tuesday or Wednesday right as they were about to start their midweek service so I chickened out about being late and ended up going that Sunday instead. The day I started going in mid-November, their grandson Will was turning two weeks old. Now, God knew what he was doing. Thanksgiving rolls around, so I go home and mull things over, decided to stay through Christmas just to give it a chance, lo and behold January rolls around and I decided to give their offer of a Bible study a try. Here's the funny part. February 7, 2016 I was having a Bible study at home with Sarah and Kayla. I think it was like, 9.45 at night by the time we finished talking about baptism in Jesus' name and I told her I don't remember how I was baptized and I would kinda rather be safe than sorry. Well, she offered to have me get baptized on Sunday, and I, uncharacteristically bold, asked if we had to wait that long. This amazing woman called her father and asked him if it was too late to go to the church tonight. So Pastor Jet got out of his pajamas along with his wife, drove to the church, made sure the water wasn't too cold, got Sarah's husband and other son, and baptized me in the name of Jesus at 10 o'clock at night. I will never forget that. Fast forward to May 15, 2016, the actual day of Pentecost that year, and I was in church frustrated with God because everyone else in that church had the Holy Ghost but me. I had been trying key word there to get it for months, and I just didn't understand why I wasn't filled. Well that day, something in me finally broke and my lips started stammering, and before I realized what hit me I was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That summer is when God really began to lay the groundwork for getting me here. Hyphen camp was fast approaching and I really wanted to go since Kayla was going to be there and Sarah was part of the praise team that year. I had no idea how much registration cost, or if I even had any clothes I could wear to it, I had maybe three skirts in my entire closet, but I asked Sarah what I should do. My amazing pastor, before I had even had the chance to look at my bank account had told Sarah that if I wanted to go he would pay for it. So she helped me raid her own closet the night before we were supposed to leave, and I was dressed and ready to go the next morning. It was there that I met Austin, Alexander and Jonathan for the first time. Guess whose church two-thirds people were from? Fast forward another few months and God places in my life the next person I would end up going to church with at Harvey. I was at the women's conference in Effingham, Illinois with my church family from Champaign when altar calls started maybe the second night. 
I was still new in the truth and the Holy Ghost, but there was this one woman several rows ahead of me in the section to my right who I could not stop staring at. Every fiber of my being was screaming at me to just go up to her, and after two agonizing minutes I finally let go. I walked up to her and started praying with her, not having any idea of who she was or what she was going through. I have no idea what I said, all I know was that immediately after stopping I felt better. After service we run into each other, or maybe she sought me out, I don't remember now, but we got to talking and I discover that not only does she, Anne, live in Griffith, but she knew my mom because her son knew my brother from band. Talk about a small world. Shortly after this, the valley started popping up in my life. Finances and relationships became rocky, jobs were crumbling to pieces, living situations were less than ideal. Everything was trying to break me and get me to give up living on my own and go back home. Let me tell you I may have had the Holy Ghost but I was definitely not submitted. One by one my options ran dry, until I had one of two choices, submit and go home, or run away and start over. I am living proof that God will take everything He can away from you, just to reposition you for His purpose. Looking back I know it was just proof of His love for me, that He would care too much about me to let me stay the way I was. A few days before I left, Pastor Jet gave me this church's information and said what a great place it was and that he encouraged me to give it a try. When I first came to the Pentecostal Church of Harvey, I was not the same person I am today. And I want to take a minute to give honor where honor is due and share in just what ways you all have helped to shape me. I walked into those doors, and I tell you as God is my witness, one of the first people to say hello was good old Sister Vera with her bag of mints and an infectious smile that set all of my anxieties at ease. Sister and faithfully picked me up for church every week for a good few months, and Sister Candy, boy oh boy did we talk. She got my head on straighter than I ever could have hoped for, and was instrumental in helping me move forward in my walk with God and continually helping he learn what it means. Austin ended up becoming like the brother I never had, and Jonathan ended up being one of my closest friends until we became something more. Sister Deanna became a source of encouragement and proof that I always had a friendly face to turn to. Sister Nancy showed me the unconditional love of Christ and refused to give up on me, even when I wanted to give up on myself. Sister Vivian bless her soul, was fearless when I needed correction and I thank God for that. Sister Annette gave me a place in the church that I could feel good about. Sister Linda's letters gave me strength and allowed me to stop feeling ashamed to cry. Sister Kelly became the voice of reason in my life, helping me to temper my anger and realize it's better to let go than to hold on. Sister Lindsay has taught me that it's okay to be transparent and that I write for Jesus first and foremost above all. Sister Lana taught me that you don't always have to be the loudest person to be one of the strongest. Pastor Elijah showed me that you can go to church and follow God, and still be kinda crazy, winking face, Sister Michelle Cox helped me learn what it was to be modest, and to walk like the princess I am. I could honestly make this post so much longer describing all the ways God has used and positioned the people of this church to minister, guide, and grow me. But I wanna say this as well, you may not know why exactly you have been placed in this church. Like me, God may still be developing your testimony or your gifts. He may still be training you, and growing you for your season of service. But wherever you are, I want you to look over your past. I want you to see every hill, every valley, every mountaintop you never thought you'd be able to climb but did. I want you to look at your hands and the tips of your fingers, see your fingerprint? How it is curving, how the ridges come together and separate over and over again. When you look at the hills and valleys of your past I want you to recognize that in and of itself bears witness to God's fingerprint upon your life. Find the common thread of grace that binds your experiences together and know that God has always been with you. Just as no two fingerprints are the same, no two walks with God bear the exact same marks. Let my testimony be the proof of this truth. 
God has been ordering my steps to get me here for a long time, far longer than I could fit in one post. He did it for me, He'll do it for you, and He'll do it for every backslider and every soul who is hungry for the truth. Yes, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. This new year has reminded me that I am not here by accident, and God is not going to give up on growing me. I accept that I'm not yet ready to step into what He has prepared for me, but I have faith that this season of my life is still part of a larger testimony that He will continue to grow as I walk with Him in 2019. I truly believe that as God continues to pour out His Spirit in Harvey that these kind of stories will begin to flood the altars, and they will become just as much a part of our church as I am. Do not lose faith that things are changing God is not done yet.